Thank you for checking out the Long Run Podcast. As you probably know, being a young adult is sometimes just as confusing as it can be exciting. Our 20s and 30s bring about many life-altering decisions and seasons of change. How we decide to live through those seasons will directly impact us in the long run. Our vision for this podcast is to help you make your life count by knowing Jesus, loving Him, and becoming like Him daily. Having said that, here's the next episode of the Long Run Podcast. Yeah, I just sort of, I'm at a stage of, uh, I'm ready to re-enter the world from this quarantine. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm about there. It's been nice wrapping up school and everything, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm kind of tired of staring at the wall and my one roommate that's at the <laughs> house. I have to I have to go back to my home home on the weekends just to get away from him. I hope he's not listening to this because now he's going <laughs> to catch on to my plan I've been doing. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to live. you got to make do. So. How's your uh, family taking it? They, you bet to kick them outside? Or? No, we're all good. We, we're having fun together, but it's just sort of uh, different when you don't have a purpose or a plan it seems like every day you just sort of that they're trying to figure out what to do it's it's sort of like summer but without friends you know (laughs) so that's funny that could be like a tweet do you have a twitter i do i do you should be putting out some good stuff like that some good content because that's the content we like to see oh really well I'll have to think about that. Yeah, well, I'll you think to... about it. Uh, I'll h- hook you up with my social media agent. Okay. He's a good guy. He does a uh, Yo Gotti stuff and people like that. So we'll <laughs> hook you up with him, put out some of that good, uh, good Christian content. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, it's been kind of sad. You know, we graduate. I mentioned, I think, on a few podcast episode episodes ago that we were just going to do an online graduation. I don't know. I said something that was completely wrong, though. But that's Okay. We're doing an online graduation tomorrow, Saturday, at, I think it's like 9 a.m. You know, they sent us these goodie bags, too, and it's said on there, obviously, this is the University of Memphis, it says, do not open until May the 9th. I think that's Saturday. I think that's tomorrow. So do not open May, until May the 9th. I opened it. I can't, I don't want to spoil it uh, for people. <laughs> I would say it if I, but some people get, you know, they get their feelings hurt about yeah. that stuff, but yeah. that's okay. And, you know, it's been... I can't believe it. I graduate college, and I'm so done. I finished all my assignments this week. Everything's wrapped up. I feel good. It's very weird. Yeah. But I do hate how it ended so I know, weirdly, right? Because I didn't get yeah. to say bye to anybody. But That is tough. That that's is beside tough. the point. That's not yeah. what people are here to listen about. Well, I mean, some people are doing parades. There's a bunch of things that are fun to watch with different people graduating from high school or from college. Uh, you know, you'd celebrate – the way you can until you have another opportunity to do something a little better. This so, is true. so hopefully we yeah. have something real in the yeah. fall. But yeah. well, congratulations! You know, I was waiting for you to say that. I was waiting for you to tell me congratulations. Well, I mean, you weren't propping me up for it. It's just I was going <sighs> to say okay. it. I just was waiting for you to tell your story. It's okay, Jeff. I, well, I was waiting to hear you tell me what you opened up in your goodie bag. Uh, but I can't. I can't. can't I can't spoil can't. it. You're so, that guy though that would. You never. You always found your Christmas presents before Christmas Day, didn't you? yeah mostly oh man i hope your mom's listening right now yeah mostly you know she she would do the whole spread but anyway look i was thinking you know end of college it's been four years did one year at a different school three years here at memphis and i remember that what we're going to talk about today for those of you who are listening something that was on my mind and my heart me and jeff spoke about it earlier this week 
as I was thinking about college, I remember kind of going through this phase. You know, you're you're in college or you're out working and you're really just trying to figure out life. Mm-hmm. You kind of just got thrown out of high school and you're like, okay, the real world's kind of here now. Yeah. Either on your own or you're not there yet. And you go through this phase of, okay, well, what's what's my calling? You know, what has God called me to do? What's my purpose? You know, you start thinking big picture and you're like, why was I created? Some of you are listening. You're like, yeah, I'm just kind of concerned what about <laughs> I'm, what I'm going to eat for lunch t- yeah. today. But yeah. that's kind of what I want to tackle today, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. I want to pick your brain dealing with our purpose as human beings because okay. there's a lot of misconceptions I feel that are floating around there regarding purpose mm-hmm. and purpose for Christians, purpose for people that are non-believers who don't follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just want to start there. Let me ask you this. When you think of the word purpose, what do you think of? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the context you use it in. But but when you're talking about life purpose, a, a lot of times the first thing that comes to mind usually relates to, in at least most of the people I've talked to, it relates to occupation or you know, job duties or things of that nature. We think about it that way, but, but I think purpose is much broader than that. And also, uh, much more defined than, than what your specific purpose might be. And I think a lot of students talk about a lot of young adults out of college say, I'm trying to figure out what God's will is for my life, but we already know that Mm -hmm. according to scripture. We already know what God's will is, and that is that we glorify Him with our lives and that we point people to Him. I mean, that's the will of God. Uh, there's several places in Scripture that talk about the will of God or the purpose that God has for mm-hmm. us. And, I know one verse in particular mentions, I wish I could quote it, but I don't have it on top of my brain right now, that the will of God is for us to be sanctified, mm-hmm. to become more like Him. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's a different purpose for Christians, for followers of Christ versus non-believers. Yeah, well, it's a it's a great question because a lot of people say, "Well, I don't, I'm not religious, so I'm not sure my purpose will be the same as a the purpose of a of a Christian," you know, or uh, "I'm a Christian, so my purpose is going to be different than a non-Christian." Well, actually, no. I believe every single person was created with the same purpose, and that literally is to glorify God to enjoy a relationship with him and to make him famous Mm -hmm. to be honest that's i believe every purpose every person has been born and created with that purpose Mm -hmm. and i think at one point in our life uh, everybody has questions you know what their purpose is and we kind of confuse that like you said with calling occupation and a lot of these things we use the word purpose very loosely Mm -hmm. excuse me i had to cough there we use the word purpose very loosely and but when we think of purpose as it is in regard to like an object or something like that, how does it change? The definition changes a little bit because we think about functionality, why it was created. But we sometimes don't apply that to ourselves as human beings when we think about purpose. Mm-hmm. So purpose being the reason behind what you were, or the reason why you were created. Right. All with the uh starting in the beginning with the end in mind. Yeah. And if you can imagine, okay, we'll take, I got a pen in my hand, pen or pencil. The purpose of a pen or pencil is to write. Yeah. It's not to hammer in a nail. You know, if if you're doing that, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to break it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, good luck nailing it in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you think about it. I mean, it it even goes deeper than that. And, And I don't mean to 
disagree. I'm not disagreeing, but a pen okay. or a pencil. We can disagree and be friends. You, you think about it. it a, a pen and a, and a pencil doesn't write by itself. Mm-hmm. You can't lay it on the counter and say, all right, write a paragraph for me or write my term paper or something like that. But mm-hmm. you actually are in the hand of the person who is using you. And I think that's very similar to us is we were designed with a purpose in mind. And that purpose is to be in the hands of our father. Uh, and that's, a, that's the way creation took place. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You just made like a really deep <laughs> connection there that I don't think I was ready for in the conversation. Sorry. Hey, that's okay. But like you said, okay, let's take a step back. You know, we're talking about purpose and all these different things. Um, think about why things were created bigger mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. Um, we think about different objects, like everything has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Let's think about everything man has created. Yeah. Now, I know a bunch of different things are flying through our head. We're thinking of the Internet, Industrial Revolution, <laughs> pen, pencils, cars, Tesla, all this stuff. But just generally, yeah, big umbrella picture. Everything man has created, there has been a purpose for each thing in mind, sure. whether it was for a, a task or a process to become more efficient mm-hmm. so you don't have to work as hard. Um whether it's not having to ride a horse 400 miles, you know, I can right. now sit in a car, you know, yeah. different things like that. Everything had a reason behind it. Yep. Now, some things, I'm not saying everything a person has created on this earth had a reason behind it because we've probably all tried to attempt to make things, whether mm-hmm. it's woodworking or do things with our hands that we're not very good at. And we find ourselves, well, this is just a firewood. <laughs> so there's a new, <laughs> new purpose. But when it comes to human beings, what is our purpose? Sure. And our purpose, you said it right there, is to glorify God. And you've got a scripture that relates to that, and I do too. Romans eleven thirty six. It says this right here regarding our purpose. It says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory and forever. Amen. So who is him? Would you say that's, is that God or Jesus? Yeah. I, I would say God, yeah. wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I didn't, people were like, okay, that's how you study the Bible. You just asked Jeff why I didn't look over it for, but we get the bigger picture. It's not us. It is God. And for, I'll read it one more time. For from him and through him and to him. So for him, through him and to him. So we were created for him. Mm -hmm. We were created to be used through him. Kind of that connection you made is like if we're the pencil and, you know, he's the hand using yeah. us to write. And I had a conversation with somebody to kind of speak to that as well about prayer, that God seeks to work through the prayers of the saints. Yeah. When yeah. you kind of feel like your prayers are pointless, that's mm-hmm. a different conversation for another day, but that speaks to how God works through us. Sure. And then, uh, and to him, all things are created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's real similar. Colossians is talking about Jesus in chapter one. Uh, but it says that he is the image of the invisible God in verse 15, the firstborn over all creation. So, I mean, it's very similar in what it says, and actually there's a part of it that sounds very similar to what you read in Romans. It says all things were created through him and for him. And so I think about, you know, all, all of our lives were created through him and for him. So we're, our purpose is already established there is that we're for him. It's it's. He's the one that does that. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And so it's basically saying that Jesus is the reason for our existence, is we're created for him, for his purposes, and for his glory. And so I even think about creation. uh, You were talking about that and thinking about the pen, the Mm -hmm. concept of the pen or the pencil. And 
you think about Adam and Eve, uh, we were at Beach Reach this spring break for, for a mission trip down in Panama City, and there was a speaker there that actually talked about the four main questions that people have, which is, where did I come from? Why am I here? What is wrong with me? And what's the solution? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when he was talking about a lot of people are looking for why am I here, which points directly to purpose. What is our purpose? Well, here's here's where I can tell you that our country and our, our world is looking for purpose because, uh, you know, this generation right now that we have coming through, I mean, when kids are teaching me, I'm talking about children, teach me how to use my phone sometimes. You know, they, they're, they're smarter, they're, uh, they're more wealthy than any other generation before, and yet they're seeking for purpose. They're the most depressed generation in the world, wow, right? yeah. uh, you know, in, in history. And part of that is that we're seeing even a decline based on what he shared in that uh, sermon. He said, we're seeing a decline in life expectancy for four years in a row. We've seen this decline. And that's because people are either taking their own lives, they're overdosing because they can't find that's purpose. Crazy. And all those things point back to the fact that as if we can't find purpose, and I'm not talking about finding purpose in our job or finding purpose in these other things, yeah, yeah. but if we can't go back to our original design of purpose, then we're we're going to miss uh, what life can truly be. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's sorry to interrupt. No, you. that's that, great. That's the big point of why we're talking about yeah. this. We're not sitting here to throw around a bunch of hypothetical ideas or get mm-hmm. back to oh God, we're you know He matters to us and He loves right. us, which that is true. And I'm not trying to make that uh, make you know less light of that. But the point is, what happens when we don't keep a focus on our purpose or know exactly that our purpose is to glorify God? Our path becomes very distorted. And I'll add to what you said Mm -hmm. regarding how my generation or the generation below me, whatever they're uh, analyzing, is more depressed, even with all the resources available, all the knowledge in our heads and everything regarding how much information we read online, whether it's twitter or uh, mm-hmm. or reddit <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> but i remember being at passion 2019 so not yeah not this past january but almost two years ago whatever we were in state farm arena i think they had four locations going on they mm-hmm. had two in atlanta one in washington one in dallas i believe yeah and we were at the state farm arena and i i can't remember who was speaking i it might have been I, I think it was louis giglio and he was talking about suicide fatherless generation and just three main problems and i think phones mm-hmm. he had some type of uh, alliteration going obviously sure. with like every good preacher but it was good though and i remember him asking how many of you came here and i could be saying this wrong but he said how many of you came here and you had the intent to kill yourself you already mm-hmm. had the letter written and you were ready to do it by the time you got back home and i would say at least 25 percent of that arena raised their hand wow Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is. Yeah. Whether they're telling the truth or not, but still to sure. raise your hand, like, yeah, that says something. You know yeah. what I mean? Right there in front of your friends and everybody. Yeah. I remember looking around. I was like, are you serious? Mm. And 25%, I'm guessing, but it was a lot. Yeah. To say the least, it was surprising. And it kind of took your breath away. And And I'm not trying to say, okay, well... You can be, you know, less depressed or be more happy if you just focus on your purpose. That's not what we're saying. That's a whole different yeah. conversation. But right. what we're saying here is how distorted and your focus on how you should live your life can be really messed up. Sure. If you're not remembering what your true purpose is. Because yeah. you can know, okay, well, my life is to glorify God. Yeah. 
and I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. How many times do we throw around things in church, different sayings, and you're just okay with it? Yeah, I generally, I generally have a grasp on what yeah. that means. And to give you an example, like God will bless you, right? And I remember thinking, it's like when we say that, like we just kind of say it, even when we say God's will, mm-hmm. because within God's will, you know. Is this his sovereign will? Is yeah. this 100% going to happen? Right. Or is this his desires? Because mm-hmm. his desi- you know, his will is for all men to be saved, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. That's his desire. Yeah. So that's one thing. Another thing is God will bless you. Well, God's going to bless me. Well, what's that mean? Am I going to have a nice house, nice car? Like he wants to bless me, like spiritual, physical blessings. What's that mean? Then yeah. when we say, I'll just give God the glory. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one you, of them. Yeah. How do you do that? Right. That's exactly right, because it's. I think it's one of those things where probably even when you say these things on a podcast, people are going, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. glorify God. Okay, I've heard that before. Uh, it's in creeds from the early church. It's in, you know, it's all, all these things I've heard. You know, there's a verse that a lot of people memorize, which is in Corinthians. It says, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do oh, yeah. all to the glory of God. Well, Here's the thing is I think the details do matter in that when you're actually thinking about how your life can glorify God every single day, then then how you approach small decisions to large decisions will be pointing in your mind Mm -hmm. to how can I please God in this? How can I glorify God in this? How can I make him famous? Um, You know, I think. It's funny because when it says whether you eat or whether you drink, I know it's related to uh, to the Lord's Supper in that verse specifically. But but let's think seriously. How do you glorify God in how you eat? How do you glorify God in how you drink? How do you glorify God in whatever you do? What about what are, what do you wear every day? I know that sounds real legalistic, and you're going, right, I'm yeah. going to glorify God by doing this way, or I'm. We have this image of what it is, but it's really saying this is that I was designed and created by God to be in his image and to become like him, to be sanctified, like mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier. And and that doesn't mean by works that we do, but by relationship that we have. So the original design for Adam and Eve was to walk in the garden in the cool of the day in relationship with God, mm-hmm. personal, intimate relationship with God. What broke that was when they went on their own path, which is this, I think the problem with purpose is that it's a matter of idolatry. Okay. It's where you put your desires. So what's the biggest competition for God's purpose in your life? It's your own purpose. Yeah. So whether it's somebody who is uh, feeling depressed or discouraged or or inferior or low self-esteem or somebody who's extremely cocky or confident and arrogant, both are using idolatry in their life to pull them away from the the way God designed them, Mm -hmm. which is to walk in a relationship with God. And as you walk with God intimately, then when you walk across into a situation where you have a detail, you can glorify God in that detail because you're already on the path with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, it sounds easier than it it is, but it's, it's definitely trying to place yourself in that path. Right. Um, and like you said, it can kind of sound legalistic and sure. nitpicky when you're like, okay, you know, how am I, you know, this time that I just get off from work and I just want to sit here and just kind of 
let my brain rest right. and watch a little Netflix and it becomes two hours. I kind of just want to indulge in some cookout, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just let me be a glutton today. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, of course. But, well, that's true, yeah. But you mentioned, you know, how do you eat and how do you do these small tasks, the cracks of your life. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it. <clears throat> Man, I got, I got the pollen in me too, like you do. I'm coughing. <laughs> but when you think about the cracks of our life and how that can kind of sound legalistic to the people that are thinking that right now, because you're not wrong for thinking that, because I would be thinking the same mm-hmm. thing if I'm listening to us speak about this. Yeah. What's the point? Why are we talking about this? Here's the deal. It comes to what you said with Adam and Eve's purpose in the garden. Yes, it's to glorify God, but we are created to know him too mm-hmm. and to have this relationship with him. And when you feel like there's a lack of relationship in Christianity for you or in your faith, something's wrong. Yeah. If it's just going to church, if it's uh shoot, you could be even serving in a ministry. I'm not even going to throw us into a lukewarm category. Yeah. You could be serving into ministry, but you just, it doesn't feel the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you've lost your one true love and you're trying to come back. You kind of, you didn't even stray away. You weren't even doing a, a bunch of uh outwardly sinning but it was just so much sin focused on yourself to where your bible reading became less sure and your prayer time is little to none mm-hmm. and it's not about doing more but it's like okay i understand that relationships are work mm-hmm. jeff if i want to be your friend you're not going to call me every time right you're not going to come and you know fix me dinner you know and uh go pay for my food take mm-hmm. me out to eat and say hey you know tell me what's going on in your life yeah do we expect god to do the same thing yeah when it comes to our relationship with him, there are disciplines, you know, that sure. we need to do not to, like I said, get closer to him because he ain't moved anywhere. Right. You know, he's in the same spot he's be, mm-hmm. uh, beginning. If we want this intimacy with him and to really know him, because that's who we're really speaking to here, find out how your purpose is hindering that mm-hmm. and how, like you said, Adam and Eve been in the garden. Let's, let's speak back to if our, if we're a pencil. Yeah. Because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden consequently we're all that pencil but we're broken into right now jeff you're uh, back in the day you know when y'all had little pencil pouches and stuff in middle <laughs> school i think about this too how many of you guys listening uh you remember being in middle school you're digging in your pencil pouch and you and you don't have a pen or a pencil and nobody else will give you one but finally you find one that's like broken in broken. half and you yep. have no idea where this came from maybe you got mad or whatever yeah and you try to like take a test or write right with a half broken pencil yeah i haven't used a pencil in a long time but it's hard isn't it yeah it is it's like putt putt golf pen pencil you know <laughs> what i mean it's just that little bitty thing that you're like i can't really get a grip in this you know and so. it's, it's hurting your fingers yeah I used to write such a weird way for a long time. I remember my mom used to get on me. That's beside the point, though. <laughs> I used to stack all my fingers. Look, I used to stack all my fingers yeah. up on the pencil like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that sad? Yeah. It's kind of like your how you type. Uh, I'm terrible mm-hmm. at typing. It's uh, yeah. My family makes fun. It sounds like rain is pouring down on a tin roof. It sounds. I, do, I still don't understand. It. We'll, we'll talk about your yeah. typing after uh, this. But. I'm not. I'm not good at it. So, <laughs> but. When you're writing with a half-broken pencil, it hurts your fingers, sure. and your writing is not as good mm-hmm. of what it should be. Yeah. And when we're following Christ, obviously Christ is the connection of what he did on the cross by paying for our sins, Yeah. you know, being put in a tomb for three days, rising, defeating death. Because he did that, our pencil can be held together by Christ, whether mm-hmm. he be a piece of tape, you know, metaphorically or whatever. Sure. He holds us together. Yeah. But even as Christians, do you think we can walk— like we're still a broken pencil. Well, and I think I think that's what redemption is all about. Is is Adam and Eve when they sinned in the garden, they broke fellowship with God. But God still desired to have a relationship with them 
and he made a way in the garden for them to have redemption through sacrifice and, and things of that nature through blood sacrifice and that that's what bridged the gap now it, it didn't mean that they w- would be perfect like they were <clears throat> but it meant that god provided a way for them to have a relationship with him continued and then jesus became the final sacrifice when he came to bring redemption i know that sounds like just a gospel presentation mm-hmm. but i want you to understand that the gospel brings full purpose back into our lives because Mm -hmm. it redeems us it restores us to our original design which is to have that relationship with god and a lot of people are trying to live out a purpose without redemption and so they think well i'm going to church i'm doing all the right things so it should feel like i have purpose but what we see is that that's not happening in their lives because they really haven't submitted to that uh repair and redemption and restoration that we're talking about they haven't let the tape come back in and fix the pencil Mm -hmm. um you know i just think about sometimes we we try to it's sort of like a pencil writing without a a lead is we can go through all the motions but we're not making a mark because we're not fulfilling the purpose that god designed us for and a lot of people go through their entire lives that way they they wander purposely purposelessly there you that's go hard to say mm-hmm. <clears throat> they wander that way because they're trying to figure it out as they go on their own and as long as we're trying to figure it out by our own wits or our own merit or our own gifts or our own occupation or whatever number one we think we'll find purpose but we won't um, i think about I, I told you this before we got started but i've watched the michael jordan uh some of the the documentary on his life is that good i haven't seen it it's it's pretty good there's two versions there's a mature and there's a tv 14 i'd go for the tv 14 for me personally no just for (laughs) for uh, it bleeps out i've not seen the mature but i'm just uh, if if the number of bleeps are any indication uh let's go tv 14 every time but the main thing is this is that as i watched so far i think there's been six episodes as i've watched so far i'm struck by the purpose of Michael Jordan and this is not to criticize him I have no idea where he stands uh, in his relationship with Christ but but my point is this is that his purpose in life was to be make a name for himself Mm -hmm. to be the competitor that he is and and he's a great basketball player and, and has done a lot of great things but man you win championships you you celebrate and then all you have is a ring Mm -hmm. and i'm going okay he's got six rings but and he's got money but he still walks away feeling empty and the fame that he desired is really has backfired because he's like i don't know that i want fame now is that what he was like saying on there yeah well i mean he's just saying that when all you can't go anywhere without being crowded and 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 overwhelmed and sometimes when we go and chase after our own purpose and we don't bring god into the equation in the sense of actually giving him control of our lives then we really do we'll we'll follow a path but it doesn't necessarily lead where we think we want to go because we're not keeping eternity in mind that's yeah Yeah. that's good let's look let's sum all that up because we're we're talking about purpose that makes us escalate to a lot of different realms you know i actually uh, i grabbed this book before i left the house Mm -hmm. actually i left the house had to come back then grab the book and then i was like is this book even important now (laughs) anyways it's this book it's called do more better 
a practical guide to productivity. To some of you that are listening, a lot of you are thinking about my procrastination that I have, and this book has not helped. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but this book has been really good. It's super thin. It's like a quarter of an inch uh, width or whatever. And it's by a writer, church leader, and a husband named Tim Challies, I think. Tim Challies, is that how you I think? Uh, Tim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beside the point. Close enough. Anyways, to sum up kind of what we're talking about, he had a good section in here because he starts off productivity, understanding with to do more better, you understand who you're doing it for mm. and, you know, who created you, why you're here. Yeah. It has to do with your purpose. Well, your intent, like we said, is to glorify God. And he had a good section here. He said this, if you live for yourself, your own comfort, your mm. own glory, your own fame, you will miss out on er, on, you will miss out on your very purpose. God created you to bring glory to Him. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll be honest with you. I'll be transparent here. Even as a Christian, even as a Christ follower, there is a constant toil. Sure. Sometimes, you know, whether it's I've thought about owning a business and doing stuff like that. I've even had this, I had this conversation with some guys earlier. I'm like, and you know, we may have some business owners listening, but like for me, it's like you know, you want to own a business, and for some people the mindset of survival. Mm. You know, I got to pay my bills, pay for my employees, keep my family alive. But then if you're becoming successful, when is enough enough? And then you escalate how much you give. But how do you keep a holy ambition with that versus a worldly ambition is the thing. When it comes to living your life. Sure. What you want to do. Like, like what what is the goals that we're reaching for? And like you said, are they to glorify God or not? And it's it's so simple. It, It really is. But it's so hard. It is. It's simple, but it's it's difficult. Uh, the concept is simple: is that God desires for us to to actually love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we do that, we'll love our neighbors as ourselves. It's it's scriptural. Uh, but He also says, "I want you to store up treasures for yourself in heaven, right. where all these things don't fade away." Mm-hmm. So we have to. It's the simple principle of design is that you start with the end in mind. And if you and I are living for eternity, uh, there's an old hymn that my pastor, that one of the pastors that did our wedding said this. It's uh, with, and let's see, I might mess it up, but it's, (laughs) let's see, with eternity's values in view, the summation is this. That's the way I want to live my life with eternity's values in view. In other words, constantly thinking, how does this glorify God for the rest of my life? So you can start a small business or mm-hmm. you can start your own business. The question is, do you want to make a name for yourself in that business or do you want to glorify God? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's wrong and you don't have to be in ministry, quote unquote, as an occupation right. to fulfill the calling and the purpose that God has on your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's the important thing to remember is that as we walk through life and we do the details of our lives, we can actually uh, see God in those details. Even when you walk in and, and you think, how can this benefit God's kingdom today mm-hmm. as I'm working, as I'm serving? Right. One last thing as sure. we wrap this up here, since you mentioned, you know, you don't have to have ministry as an occupation to glorify him. This book, it also mentions here in the beginning regarding purpose. It says, if you want to glorify God, do you need to quit your job and become a pastor? (laughs) If you want to glorify God, do you need to pack up everything you own, move across the world and serve as a missionary in the farthest and most dangerous company or the most dangerous region, excuse me, is God only honored through when you read your Bible and pray 
Or is there a way that you can glorify God all day and every day in your very ordinary life? Mm-hmm. And that's what you mentioned, that the cracks of life, and as I gave the question, how do you actually glorify God? It is through your actions, True. yes. What you do, uh, loving people and serving people to give Him the glory, mm-hmm. doing good works to give Him the glory. But even with your thoughts, your ambitions, mm-hmm. from the bigger picture all the way down to as they say, crucifying your flesh every day yeah. and renewing your mind and slowly kind of helping shi- uh, shift your ship, you know, mm-hmm. out of the direction of focusing on yourself because it can yeah. go from, it can go left to right very quickly from oh, yeah. day to day. Yeah. Um, and I've quoted this probably a dozen times from Bob Goff, his book, Everybody Always. Or, yeah, Everybody Always, yeah. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> left my mind there. But he says this, he says, he's made this phrase his anthem and i think i probably mentioned it on the podcast before but when you find yourself so consumed by yourself mm. which is the opposite from your purpose the complete opposite yeah he says i tell myself it's not about me he goes i make it my anthem and it immediately just deflates the self-absorption that i was experiencing and I, i've done that yeah. so many times and it's it's helpful and or even just saying you know focusing on the lord it's not about me yeah it's about you. It's it's a process of yielding. It really is. You yield your life every day to the Father and to His His direction for you. So mm, that's good. A lot of good stuff there, Jeff. Yeah, man. Do you have anything else? Anything else on your mind? I, I think the only thing I would say is this: is that as you look at how you make decisions in life, if you look at that decision making process, that will show you uh, how you view purpose in your life because if your decisions are made based on you know scripture and prayer and seeking god then that's going to tell you that you're trying to live with the purpose that god has created you for Mm -hmm. if you do it based on does this benefit me does this look do i look good doing this uh am i how am i gonna prosper then you're probably going for your own purpose Mm -hmm. so i'd i'd say choose to follow and pursue after God's purpose for your life to make him famous. Right. And everything. And it'll become very dangerous too. I've done this when there's a dual purpose. Like, well, I can, I can make money doing this and glorify God. Yeah. You, you can, but what's the why behind you doing it? What's the why? There should be one. And so that's good stuff. That's good. Well, Jeff, you have nothing else. Uh, else, thank you all for listening. Um, little bit about purpose uh big takeaways here that i've taken away from jeff's perspective and i'm sure he has taken away so many things from what i brought I to have, the table today I have. <laughs> well thank you all for listening like i said uh two things i'd like for you to do for us there's been uh, some problems with apple Podcasts with uh posting our episodes what would be very helpful is you if you go to apple Podcasts, if you listen on there and click the subscribe button i think you would get the episode sooner than if you didn't i think they're trying to resolve that problem so that's just temporary but you can still subscribe. Anyway, anyway, last thing on Apple Podcast, feel free to go leave us a review and rate us on there. That'd be super helpful. And you can also find us on Spotify at the Long Run Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.